Welcome back to the jointhetrades.com interview series, where we talk to tradespeople and learn more about successful career paths straight from the start. Today, my guest is Dan Hearing. Dan is an industrial commercial electrician with five years in the trade. Dan, how'd you get your start, man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Um, I got my start uh, before I got in the trade, roughly about... Um, well, six years into doing a retail management position and an unfortunate turn of events happened where one of my best friends passed away. He was also in retail and I did a bunch of soul searching when I found out that because he wasn't much older than I was. He was unrevivable, dropped out of a heart attack. And I was on my first vacation in six years in that, that line of work. And I really thought, is this what I want to do? I mean, the business wasn't what it was sold to me as. And so when I really looked into it and just thought, is this best for my family? Is it best for me? Is it best for my health? Um, I, I actually visited a job coach and pled my case. And that job coach, when I got in the trade, I called her and says, you know, the guy that you gave me his phone number who offered me the job and I declined because he told me that being an electrician is probably the single greatest thing he's ever done. Well, me too. Um, my first year as an apprentice, I made more money weekly than I made after six years in the retail business. And it's just gone from there. Um, I give the retail business a little bit of credit. I bought my house working there. I mean, they got my start. But getting in the trades has definitely improved my life. Um, I'm one quarter from finishing my union apprenticeship. I have my state license in Washington, and I'm never looking back. That's awesome, man. Hey, I'm, uh, I'm sorry about your friend, by the way. That's, that's tragic. It was a tough loss. And uh, whenever I'm on my snowboard on the mountain, he's, he's right there on his skis right behind me. Cool. All right. Well, so tell us a little bit about where you're at right now. You're saying you're close to uh, to having your you're in your apprenticeship right now. And, and what does that entail? So I signed up for the union apprenticeship and um, it's a five year program. Actually, in our local, it just turned to a four year program uh, where we go to school one day a week, every other quarter. It's a full day of school um, and it's pretty intensive. Uh you do a lot of math, you do a lot of hands-on, you do a lot of learning about just the things that maybe we don't see in the field. And then we get to touch on those other things that we do all the time in our area specifically. Um, a lot of what I like about our apprenticeship is it's, um, it's kind of built a very strong structure of a good camaraderie. Uh, there's about 16 of us that have gone through the apprenticeship from day one and we're going to be graduating together and we're the best of friends. We all work for different companies and having that, uh, that camaraderie, we can bounce ideas off each other. And it's amazing. It's, it's, I have better friends now than I did leaving high school and college. I did go to college too, by the way, wasted my time, but <laughs> we'll hit that later. Yeah, sure. We, we hear that occasionally. Sure. Someone who, uh, who spent their, their entire life paying off a degree that they that they don't use. So I I understand. 
thankfully my college was only a junior college and um, I paid for it out of my pocket because I grew up super poor. I didn't have money bags to do it and didn't want to have the debt. So same mindset as I am now, I just, I never saw this pathway being viable because me being 42 years old, when I graduated high school, I mean, this is the end of the dot-com boom. The trades were, there was a, a big deficit in trades people sitting on the books back then. Um, and then when 2008 hit, you know, I was working in retail and I saw, I saw the collapse before anybody. I was selling high-end hot tubs and swimming pools and that collapse happened about six months before it hit everyone else. And, uh, and it, you know, I was, my, my finger was on the pulse. Um, and, but after that, Hey, you know, I, I got in and, you know, like I said, I'm never looking back. Yeah. High end retail is not somewhere you want to be when the economy crashes. I'm sure. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, so you bring up, um, you know, paying your, your own way through your community college and then we can track that now back to your apprenticeship. Do you pay anything for your apprenticeship at this point, or is that covered in the in the procedure? So um, with our apprenticeship, and it may have changed since I got in, but uh, as a first-year apprentice, I believe you pay 50 bucks for your books. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it, it might be 100 now, but it's so small um, because they know that, you know, a lot of these people coming in have probably taken a pay cut. And so really to get your education for your first year, you pay 50 bucks and then you pay like 180 or some, some arbitrary number to a local community college. So that way our apprenticeship program is accredited. They have to have that accreditation and that's required by the state of Washington. Um, the state of Washington is really big with, um, Currently in this state, uh, as of July of this year, I think it's July 23rd or something like that, uh, the state's requiring only accredited apprenticeships allow apprentices in electrical and plumbing. And so you have to have, you know, a good education. But we also have some of the stricter standards in the U.S. for electrical and plumbing. Okay, well, I, I assume that's probably a, a good choice in general because that way, if you're getting some serious technical work done, you know you're getting it done by someone who's the best. Exactly, and that's that's part of. Uh, I believe it was it wasn't just the state pushing for that, but it was kind of the unions also pushing for that. You know, not a way of pushing out the non-union guys. It's we get a lot of non-union guys coming in that don't know how to bend conduit they've never touched it and they're 20 years in the trade that should be if you're a commercial or industrial electrician you learn that in your first year and you become a pro at it by your fifth year so okay understood yeah so this is all uh this is all good stuff to have have in play um as an apprentice what is your day like how do you how do you go about you know you wake up and and Oh, my day uh, starts out, uh, a lot of people, if they're in our local, they hate me because I did buy my house a long time ago, and I only live 35 minutes from my job site. Um, a lot of people do travel up to an hour, you know, each way, if not more. Um, but yeah, I wake up, you know, at about 4.15 in the morning, 
you know, I, I get my day going and, you know, do my thing. Um, we don't start work until six, but I'm not the guy that likes to get up at five minutes before I have to leave. You know, I like mentally getting ready. Um, I take my time getting into work. I stop, I get my coffee, you know, I, I park, I wait for a little bit longer. Um, and then at, we start work at six and that's pretty typical in our area. You know, 6 a.m. start the Seattle area, 6 a.m. Most days out of the year is very dark. Um, right now it's starting to get light out earlier. So, uh, yeah, we, we roll in the job and, uh, in the mornings, we kind of have our safety briefing. That's typical. I mean, if, if you work in a trade that you don't have a safety brief in the morning, you need to, to raise your hand and ask why, or you need to, uh, to change that. You know, I'm a huge advocate of changing it and asking the question, why not? Um, when it comes down to it, after safety briefing, we, uh, we have our designated tasks and we go to work. Um, I've worked with a journeyman for quite a bit. And since now I'm licensed in Washington, I actually kind of do my own thing. Um, but yeah, typically it's you and a journeyman, you work together, you get the job done, you do it right, you do it clean and you do it safe. And that's the big thing is we're huge. The company I work for is one of the leaders on the West Coast of safety. And I appreciate that every day. I mean, things do happen, but, uh, you know, if you're not working safe, you know, what's the point of doing the job? So. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so you have basically a mentor. I mean, the journeyman ultimately is a mentor who you work with side by side. You learn more uh, working with him, uh, I assume. And in the long run, is that your goal to move into that position? Yes, definitely. Um, definitely. Well, the, the journeyman worker um, in Washington, every apprentice has to be paired with a journeyman worker or we'll call him journey worker. You know, it's 2023. Um, and that person is responsible for teaching the apprentice the appropriate tasks, the right way to do it. And they're ultimately responsible for about 90% of our learning. We get 10% in class and all the rest is in the field. And if we're doing something wrong, somebody's taught us something the wrong way. But like many electricians, there's there's a hundred different ways to do a task. So we may learn one way from one guy and another way from another person that might say, hey, this is a little easier. Try that. And whichever way it works, it goes as long as it's electrically safe and it's a quality install and it's to code. Who cares? Right, right. So oh, you're yeah, working. Your Sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually, uh, since becoming licensed in Washington, I have had an apprentice under me. Um, he just left my job on the leave of absence, but yeah, I had an apprentice under me and of the two apprentices I've had so far, uh, they both said that they love working with me because I take the time and explain because I have that apprenticeship fresh in my mind the ability of saying, okay, you know, not just do it, but this is why we do it. And this is why we do it this way. Or I see you can do it that way. And that works. And thanks for showing me that, you know, nice job figuring that out. And that's huge. It goes both ways. Cause we're all learning. We're all learning every day. Yeah. That mutual respect in the workplace um, is great. It's, you know, it's not always in a lot of jobs and it's always nice when you have that for sure. So I'm Correct. glad to hear it. Yeah, it's it goes a long ways when um, 
<coughs> when you can collaborate a task versus be just instructed to do a task. And collaboration is, it's huge. And I, I came up with those words at one point in time because I was working on a Microsoft job and I was looking around and I'm like, when the hell are all these collaboration rooms? And they were medium sized rooms. And, you know, my foreman says, well, this is where supposedly the people, they sit and they talk about doing things and they all kind of get together. It's like, Oh, so they collaborate on projects. And, you know, the journeyman I was working with at the time, he wasn't the, he wasn't the dictator type journeyman. He was a collaborator. And that has just kind of forever stuck in my mind that a good journeyman will collaborate with his apprentice if they're in the right mindset. And so it's kind of, it's grown from there for me. Excellent. Excellent. So you were talking about being about 30 minutes away from your uh, location where you're working most of the time. Now, is that one job site that you're at all the time or do you, do you work at other job sites? Is it a commercial job site and do you do residential? So I personally don't do residential. Um, residential is a much lower pay scale than what I'm making. Um, I could, my license does cover that, but um, it's not really my wheelhouse excuse me um the jobs that i've been working on i've been there since november um before that i was two blocks up the road in the beautiful city of bellevue um and then before that i was actually three years on uh, the second tallest building in seattle and i started out there when they were still flying steel in the air and we were racing the glazers so the glazers they put the outside of the building on um, we were racing them up the building, doing door security and doing everything up the stairwells. Uh, that building was probably the single greatest morning every day because being the second tallest building in Seattle, I got the best sunrises every day. I was above the clouds most of the day. I mean, we had the best views and it was me and one other guy. And it was, it was spectacular. Um, the building was almost 900 feet tall. So, you know, in perspective, wherever, you know, anybody listening to this is at, the man lift ride up the outside of that building was incredible. And it's not for the faint of heart, <laughs> but we got it done. And I stayed out there for a number of years, finishing other projects because the first year on the building, I touched every system in there. And then once we turned it over, they kept me out there because we had to fix every system when it failed or something happened, something had to be added. And that was the single greatest thing of knowing where I'm going every day. I mean, that's awesome. But also having the ability of when you want to leave, you can go to your foreman or you can go to your superintendent and say, you know, I'm kind of tired of being out here. Can I get rotated for somebody else? And there's work. So yeah, here you go. So yeah, that that's kind of, that's been most of my apprenticeship really. I mean, I've seen six projects start to finish from demo to final furniture moving in to where we show up in baseball hats and they don't want to see us invest because we look like construction workers. So it's a, uh, there's also professionalism going along with, you know, all of the trades and we all have to have kind of a professional look in a sense. We're not all, all the time, just like tats on the face and all this stuff. And, you know, there, there is a look 
that uh, some companies want to see because they're going to put you in front of that final customer. And in a sense, you're the sales guy and you're doing quality installs, looking clean, wearing clean clothes, not dirty boots and being respectful to their building. And so it, it goes full circle. Well, the advantage is you have some experience in uh, retail and sales, so it's that kind of does help too. Right. Okay. Well, you you know you mentioned that residential doesn't pay as well, and obviously for you, I'm sure that was part of the incentive to head towards a commercial direction. Um, is the training the same, or is there more training for the commercial? Um, residential training is a two-year apprenticeship. Um, it kind of falls under the same scenario, you know, as I mentioned before, it has to be, you know, under a, a journeyman, um, you have to be in an accredited training program. Um, the residential side, like it's only, it's only two years. Um, and there's a couple little caveats to it. The main thing that the residential guys, they hold their card is it's just them doing the work. It's not based around school. It's just them being in the program and taking a few tests and then they, then they're done. Um, from there, the commercial side, that's a five-year program where you have to go through the schooling because we're trained in um, calculating motor loads and building loads. And I mean, we're doing, we're responsible ultimately as a journeyman electrician, we're ultimately responsible for the install in that building and on down from the feeders that come from the city light all the way across to that final receptacle in that final line. That's our responsibility. And our license says that we're trained to know that all of that is correct. Um, where the residential guys, they're trained to run the Romex to the panel and the panel up and out the mast and that's it city light connects it it should be safe and if it blows up it's probably going to blow up with the transformer so yeah okay i see i see um that's interesting man i mean obviously there are different things you know you were talking earlier about having seen uh, six projects from start to finish uh, I imagine that's got to be a pretty re rewarding thing to to start at the beginning and then to see it progress and then to step back and have a tangible result. It definitely is. Um, when I was a first year apprentice, that's when I got that that first kind of notion of that as I walked into a building that we were demoing and we were ripping lights out of the ceiling and it was it was exhilarating. Um, but it was in the middle of summer, so I started. I quit my retail job. I took my very first Memorial Day weekend off ever. And I started the Monday following that week. Um, and I walk into this building at 4 a.m. for my very first shift. And it was hot and it was sweaty. And, you know, I just thought, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And I loved it. I loved, you know, the fact that you know, swamp net nuts are now a thing. They're, they're typical. Um, that I come home and I smell like I actually worked. And my wife will mention that too every day in the summer. Um, <laughs> I love that whole aspect of it. Um, but what was great was, is, you know, my camera roll on my phone actually documents. 
from demo of taking pictures of boxes with circuits on them to, you know, studs going up with, you know, questions for the foreman about, hey, what are we going to do here with, the, I, I don't know how many prints I have <laughs> on my camera roll because it's faster to pull your phone out than it is to go down to the print table and look um, on down to, you know, finished product going in. You know, I'm there's tons of pictures of me having to crawl inside of desks to wire them up because I'm only five foot seven and 140 pounds. I'm the guy that goes in those small places, which is another advantage I have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible just being able to say, you know, when I drive my kids through downtown Seattle, which I don't really recommend anybody drive through downtown Seattle because it's kind of gross. But from afar, you can look at that huge building that I worked on for so long that I've taken three of my kids to the top, you know, just because that's a thing. You can do that. And I'm able to show them what I did, you know, and what I worked on for so long. And now I take them through Bellevue and I show them, look, this is what Amazon's doing. They're keeping me working right here, you know, right close to home on these amazing, beautiful buildings that are transforming the landscape. And so that's, that's ultimately what, you know, any of us in the trades, what we do is we transform the landscape. We put our mark on, on what's happening in the future, whether it's a house or a skyscraper, it doesn't matter. It could be a substation even. It's all, it's all changing. Yeah, that's, that's such a good point. Um, as far as that's one of the, the great positives and pros of the job, I imagine, to know that you're actually doing something that's obviously clearly making a difference and progressing, you know, your fellow humans in, in a positive direction. That's pretty awesome. Exactly. So um, what are the cons, man? There has to be a few, right? Well, um, you know, uh, Nicole, she actually put a TikTok video up a few days ago, and I'm going to refute some of the things on her video about being an electrician. And it's, uh, she said that traditional electricians are a lot cleaner. We do tend to work cleaner, but we are known in the job site as the job site pig pens, which is true. I mean, I, I kind of, I'm not, I, I'm the guy that carries a bucket around because I just don't like leaving messes. Um, but we get dirty, we get pretty dirty. And there's a lot of days that we get very dirty. We do a lot of, uh, especially in the commercial world, we do a lot of overhead drilling, just like the HVAC guys. So whether we have a vacuum on a rotor hammer, we're still going to get dusty and dirty. It doesn't matter. That vacuum doesn't really help. It does to an extent. Um, there's a lot of what we do um, when we're pulling big wire. There's, you know, it's called poly water and it's, it looks like something that's really disgusting that we're not going to talk about in a kid friendly environment, but that's what you use to lube up the wire and it is messy and sticky and it gets everywhere. <laughs> and it's like looking at a bottle of anti-seize. Once you look at it, it's on you and it's just, it you, doesn't come off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then the cons uh, for anybody looking to get in the trades, it's it's hot. I mean, you're wearing heavy work pants. You're wearing heavy PPE, a hard hat and gloves and safety glasses, and you're going to sweat and you're going to you're going to find, you know, you're going to find muscles that you didn't realize existed, too. You're going to be using every single one of those every single day. And by the way, I'm also in the best shape I've been since high school. So if that's saying anything, it is a good workout. 
Um, the other, the other con is, uh, like I said, I get up at, you know, at quarter after four, four thirty at the latest. And so it's, it's an early awakening. You get up early, but the pass off is usually I'm home by three fifteen. I get my kids from school at three thirty. I can walk home with them. I have the whole afternoon evening with them. And you know, that's, that's a plus. Um, you don't see office people getting that very often at all. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of a pro and con list, but, uh, you know, ultimately for me, the pros have outweighed the cons since day one. Yeah, that's cool that, that you've arranged it. So you get to spend so much quality time with your family. I mean, those, 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 those moments really matter and it's nice to be able to have a career that allows you to, to uh, experience that for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I have four kids, so, you know, eight is 20, 17, 10 and six and the 20 and the 17 year old, they have the years when they were younger, when I was working 12 hours a day and I missed a lot. And that's the other part of getting into this. I vowed to never miss another school play, a concert, you know, any of that. And since getting in the trades, I have not, have not missed a single one. So it's important. Yeah, that's extraordinary, man. I'm glad you brought that up. We haven't touched on that before, specifically in the interviews. Um, the fact that that this regular, you know, schedule that you are able to maintain al- allows you to have that time. Um, that's an interesting perspective, and I, I'm and that's appreciated. So I that that's awesome that you brought that up. Um, hopefully, Nicole's listening to this whole interview. So, <laughs> so hey, work life balance is so important. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, listen, man, anyone who's out there, it's watching this right now. I mean, what traits, what attributes would, would you think are important for this career? Uh, this career, um, definitely a strong work ethic is, is very important. And that's with any trade, um, solid math skills. If you're going to go be an industrial commercial electrician, um, at least have a good grasp on algebra and things like that. Um, you know, when I got into this, I had to go back and do some online math learning to relearn a lot of this because I didn't remember how to do Pythagorean theorem. Um, but that's one of the things that I'm going to talk to my daughter's school about next week is I use that every day now. I use algebra every day. I use a lot of these different formulas, trigonometry functions every single day because that's part of my job. Um, you know, really... I'm not going to say that to get in to be an electrician, you have to have a solid set of skills besides be ready to work and learn. You know, a lot of the stuff can be taught, you know, especially the mechanical stuff. Um, Maybe have a a brain that kind of can work things out. But um, aptitude, you know, I'd say you don't really need the mechanical aptitude to do this. There's a lot of people I know that are, you know, they didn't possess that coming in, but they grasped it very quickly and, and they're taken off just like me. Um, and the flip side, it's really, it's just having a good attitude when you come in. Anybody with a good attitude is going to go a long ways. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. I think that 
probably goes across the board, but certainly makes sense here. You're working very closely with people. Obviously, you've got you know a whole team of people you're working with, and and all those play uh, play parts. If anyone out there was thinking, you know what, I I don't even know where to start. I have no idea where to begin. How would you suggest that they get the ball rolling? Uh, to be an electrician, um, you know, I would uh, I would first off do what I did is reach out, uh, talk to any, any local electricians, you know, ask the questions, ask the hard questions, you know, um, part of how I got into the union apprenticeship is every single electrician I asked, I said, where did you do your training? How did you find out about it? And every single one said, go union, you'll get a better education and it'll, it'll take you further. Um, and then when you're done, you can choose. If you want to leave the union and go start your own shop, you can leave the union and go work for me. You could do whatever from there. But education-wise, that was hands down. I was told I'd get a better education through the union. Um, you know, you reach out to any mentorship that is in a trade group. Uh, you know, the, uh, the NJATC is uh, the National Joint Apprenticeship Training, Tra- Training Council for the electrical side. Um, every state's got it. Every state's got one and they can point you to a direction. Um, if anybody wants to talk to me myself, you know, I don't know if you can link my email address to this or my phone number. I'm happy to talk to anybody about getting in the trades. Um, and especially, you know, just, just talk to the local union hall too. If you can't find any of those, find an IBW union hall and they will point you to the right direction. Because we need electricians. I mean, there's going to be a deficit coming up very soon. There's a lot of retirees hitting. And uh, we're going to need more people. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the story across the trades in general right now is this yeah. the skilled labor gap is huge. You know, it, I think from sometimes from people outside, it can seem intimidating. Like, I don't know where to start. And these guys are like big burly dudes generally and blah, blah, blah. But everyone that I've talked to, yourself included, has been so graciously willing to to give their time and to help help people young and old you know decide hey is this is this a viable option for me um i think uh it's on some level it's kind of surprising because you, you know you think of the machismo of of working you know people in the trades and honestly everyone's just been so loving about it you know hey yeah i'd love I'd, i would love to help in any way so that's greatly appreciated and, and we thank yeah. you for that yeah hey, for man, sure that's you know, awesome. one thing to add um yeah. there is no age limit to getting into this my apprenticeship class that we're going to be graduating um when we started we had a guy that was 52 years old first year apprentice and we had an 18 year old guy so think about that um, the 18 year old could be my kid. He's my kid's age. So there is no age limit. We need foremen. We need everybody. We just need to get trained. We need to get through it. So that way we have the ability of manning the work. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, there's always, there uh, of all different ranges, at some point someone just wants a different start. Like you said, I mean, you, you know, you could be in a field for a long time and just be like, hey, it went well, but I, I'm ready for something different. I'm ready for some different opportunities. So this all awesome information, brother. Thank you for being here. Um, feel yeah, free to 
Would you like to shout out uh, your workplace, your apprenticeship, your friends, anything while you're here? <laughs> um, well, I work for uh, Prime Electric, which is uh, one of the larger companies on the West Coast. Um, they're huge. And like I mentioned in the interview, their safety practices are among the best in, in all of the field. Um, and I, I live, and bleed, live and bleed safety as do they. You know, it's I've drank the Kool-Aid, but also I just want to come home every day. You know, that's the goal. I want to come home every day with all 10 fingers, all my limbs, everything. So. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for being here, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks, folks. We'll see you next time.